Welcome to AI Arthritis Voices 360, the podcast solving today's most pressing issues in the AI arthritis community. We invite you to take the microphone and share your best tips, triumphs, and inspirations. Whether you are still in search of a diagnosis or a longtime patient, we want to hear from you because we know how much your voices matter. So pull up a chair and have a seat at the table. Welcome to AI Arthritis Voices 360. This is a mini episode we call At the Table. We reserve these short episodes to bring up a topic that we think is very important in our community. And today's topic is about unpredictability of our diseases. And in particular, when that unpredictability clashes with a need to be in a predictable environment. Uh, my name is Tiffany, and, and I'm going to share a story with you that I think is a really good example of this. So about a year ago, I was summoned to jury duty. And uh, what that means in the United States is every citizen has an obligation to participate in our judicial system. And if you commit a crime or you do need to go to court for any reason, you are judged by jury of your peers. So I was summoned to jury duty. It was about a year ago. And and when you talk about disease unpredictability, I was pretty unpredictable uh, about this time last year. And therefore, my rheumatologist did write a letter and I submitted it on the website. And I was notified that they could make accommodations for disabilities. They do it all the time. Uh, so there really should be no reason that I couldn't serve. And you know, my response was a plea that I, I have spondylitis. It's an issue in my lower back, my tailbone area. I have a lot of problems sitting down. I'm going to need to sit, move, stand. Uh, I need a flexible environment. And they came back and said, all right, we'll give you a year. We'll postpone it for a year. And maybe you will not have unpredictable disease any longer. So, <laughs> or, you know, hope, we always hope that our disease gets better, you know, not worse over time. So that, okay, you know, I don't know. Is this unpredictable? I don't know how I'll be in a year. Well, let's see. Well, it's a year. So this morning, I have to go to jury duty again. And I admit about, a, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I, I knew about it, and I, I did try to get out of it again. And uh, they said, nope, you're going to have to appear before the judge. Okay. But here's the thing. I don't know how I was going to feel today. And I kept thinking, okay, well, what if I'm good? But then because I'm sitting there all day and my disease activity is getting worse and I have to get up so early, which is bad because when I get up early, then I tend to have a lot more brain fog. I, on top of dealing with the extreme pain and stiffness all through my neck, back, uh, my feet, my ankles, my heels that I experience every morning regardless. So mornings just aren't good for me in general. Early mornings, really bad. So I also, knowing that I was going to at least have to take today off and who knows how much longer, I prepared by doing extra work. Um, leading up to today. Well, guess what? You may have figured it out. I woke up and I was flaring. So my unpredictable disease, which felt okay last week. Now, mind you, I always have some level of pain. There's always something chronic going on, but it flares, it heightens, it peaks at, at different times. And 
I really had a tough time getting to the courthouse. I was limping. There was no, you know, faking it. I can, I can imagine there's probably a lot of people who try to get out of jury duty and they go to extremes. There was no exaggerating. I really was having trouble walking. And I thought to myself, wow, how do you make, how are you going to make accommodations for this? I was sitting there shifting my weight back and forth in these very uncomfortable, hard seats. So I took my coat off. I sat on my coat to try to give me some cushion, but they put you so close together with the, with the people next to you. It was so awkward because I'm leaning, like I have to lift my tailbone sort of off the table and I'm leaning my weight. But I'm essentially, think of yourself like in an airplane. You're that close. And I'm leaning over trying to shift my weight. And, you know, I'm not on an aisle. So I, it's, it's kind of hard to just stand up. And it, so that was a problem. But then we have to wait in line for certain things. And you have to bring all your bags and everything with you. And so I have lunch. I have water bottles. And the, the weight of carrying that around. And I kept putting it on the ground. And I would lean up against the wall. It, I, I was miserable. You know, I had to get up early. I had to somewhat get ready. I had to transport myself there, carry the bags, do the sitting in the uncomfortable chair, standing, all of these things. And to a person not living with these diseases, none of that may be a big deal at all. I know it wasn't for me several years ago, but boy, all of those things, big challenges today because of the unpredictability. Well, I had my opportunity to speak to the judge and I did tell him I work full time. And he, he looked up, I said, but that's not the problem. The problem is that I work full time, but I work from my home where I'm able to work from the sofa whenever I want. So most of the time I'm working, I have my legs elevated on, on a couch. And he listened to me. And I thought that was, that was pretty stellar. I mean, we didn't have this long in-depth conversation, but he seemed to understand because the point was, it wasn't that I was trying to get out of it because I didn't want to serve per se. I was scared that I don't know how in a, in a situation that has to be so predictable, the environment must go this way. How can you truly accommodate for me? You couldn't even accommodate for me in the two hours that I was waiting to get to the judge because you cannot control my disease. So this situation, I'm using it as an example because it really sheds some light on a, on a few things for me. The first thing is how grateful I am that I am able to have a job running this organization through virtual officing. From my home, all, everyone who, who works at our organization or who volunteers, uh, we don't have offices. We did that on purpose when we set up our nonprofit because we knew the unpredictability of our diseases. And we knew the only way to fully be productive and to utilize our skills and our talents is to work when we feel best. I work at least 70 hours a week. At least. I work seven days a week. I love it. So, don't write in and say, oh, Tiffany, you're overworking yourself. That's why you flared today. No, no, no. <laughs> I love what I do. And if you love what you do, you really don't work very much. I mean, I seriously, I'm doing a podcast for goodness sakes right now. I mean, this is fun, right? So 
The point is that I looked at what happened today and I was in so much pain after two hours. And I thought, you know, if I worked a job in an office like most people do or go to school or whatever the the set schedule is, the set agenda, the predictable environment, I would have very little flexibility in my schedule, not able to sleep when I feel like I need to sleep. A lot of the things that I can do here, like play on the couch, I mean, some some office environments are very cool, I admit. And there's a chance that they might have a couch and they wouldn't care if I, if I live there. But I do not have to commute. I wear very comfortable clothes all the time. So I'm always as comfortable physically as I can be. I take a break anytime that I want and I work when I feel the best. So sometimes that's at 11 o'clock at night. Sometimes that's at 10 in the morning. It's the flexibility of creating an environment that works with unpredictability that makes me successful. The other thing that I really realized was how much my disease has progressed over the years. You know, I've I had onset in 2007, some 13 years in now, because I was diagnosed, it was in early in that year. So, you know, I'm 13 years in and I'm grateful. I, I've done pretty good, but I can certainly see some decline. And today's experience made me really realize that I have some limitations that I need to accept, but I also need to be clear when situations like what happened today, I'm glad that I stood up for, for myself and, and stood in front of the judge and explained my limitations and how my unpredictable disease was not going to jive well in a environment that requires strict predictability. So I kind of had this aha moment that if I were in the regular workforce in the workplace, I definitely couldn't work the the schedule the amount of hours I work a week. So that means that I would be contributing less to society. I would be using my talents, my skills less, and I just found that really eye-opening. I think as a society, I understand it's hard to completely know what happens in the bodies and the minds of people living with these diseases if you do not live with them. But we must recognize that these happen usually very young onset, childhood 20 to 40 in adults, and we want to be productive. We may want to do that jury duty or that meeting or whatever that predictable environment situation is. But if that environment, that workplace, those meetings, if those can be added with just a little bit of flexibility, oh, the things we can do. So I thank that judge today for giving me three. He gave me a three-year pass and hope that my health gets better within that time. I, I can't say I, I, I like to be optimistic about that, um, but I can say that I, I don't know that that predictable environment is going to change <laughs> and my disease will remain reg- regardless if it is in heightened flare or not. So I, I'm not sure if jury duty is, is right for me, Uh, for that reason and that reason only. But the good news is that I was not discriminated against in in that situation. I think I was treated fairly with given reasonable accommodations. And that's going to segue into the bigger episode that we're doing um, that's going to air 
on Sunday, March 8th. And it is on discrimination in the workplace and people living with AI arthritis diseases who really would love to be able to contribute to society, to continue working, and probably could if they were given reasonable accommodations. If you are a person living with AI arthritis diseases, how do you deal with the unpredictability? And more so, how do you deal with the unpredictability in an environment that must be predictable, (laughs) that has little room for flexibility? We'd love to hear from you. You can comment on any of the posts that that we put up about this topic at our social media pages. It's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, IFAI Arthritis. You can send us an email at podcast at AIarthritisvoices360.org and pull up a seat at the table because we would love to hear from you. Only when we hear your stories and your thoughts and your opinions can we truly solve the problems of tomorrow. So make sure to check out the full episode of Discrimination in the Workplace. You'll be able to find that in all of our episodes, anywhere that you listen to podcasts and make sure that you subscribe to ours, please. You can also find all of the episodes at aiarthritis.org backslash podcast. So thank you for joining me today and for taking a seat at the table. AI Arthritis Voices 360 is produced by the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis. Every Sunday, join Tiffany and her fellow patient co-hosts as they lead discussions in the patient community, as well as consult with stakeholders worldwide to solve the problems that matter most. Find us on the web at www.aiarthritis.org. 